Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently, and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about one of my all-time favorite creators, Michelangelo. You know, if Michelangelo was alive today, I bet he'd have one dope Instagram feed, but he's not. And as a result, all we have are some amazing works that have stood the test of time, drats. And really, the only way to fully appreciate them is to go to where they are being kept and observe them. And one of the most remarkable things that he's ever he created was the Statue of David. And I remember uh, back in 2007, 2008, I, I had the opportunity to see David in, in real life. And it was a profound experience for a lot of reasons. One is it's it's so much bigger than you you would even imagine it could be. It's it's massive. So that right there is is interesting. But number two, it is the level of detail and understanding and mastery of like human anatomy and and how the joints and the muscles come together and flow. It it's absurdly realistic. And as a person who has no no capacity for sculpting whatsoever. Um, you sit there and you look at this thing and you're hit with the question, how is such a thing possible? How does somebody even make that? And sure enough, like I wasn't the first person to ever wonder this. I wasn't the first person to even, you know, ask Michelangelo this, but thankfully somebody did. And Michelangelo, his answer, I think is one of the, one of those lessons that we can take and apply to our lives. He said, it's simple. I just remove everything that is not David. And I love this idea of removing everything that David is not. And it's the same with when we think about our personal development and growing into our greatness. And like, we can feel that inside of us. We can feel this kernel of like, what's that great greatest version of ourselves look like? And how would we get to that? Well, we would just shred away everything around us that is not that greatness. And this is a concept that's called addition through subtraction, which I've talked a lot about on the podcast before via negativa, which comes from Nassim Taleb and this idea of studying the thing that is not, um, is a really powerful way of moving forward in life. And often on our quest to unlock our inner greatness, I think we, we fall into a trap, which is to think that we need to add something into our lives that we're currently not doing. And so we start to look at habits like um, gratitude journaling, or red light therapy, um, cold plunges. We start to try to find these habits that we're not currently performing and stack them on top of everything. And you know what? Sometimes that is actually what we need to be doing. We actually do need to introduce some new habits into our life. But in my experience, the first place to start that is going to pay the biggest dividends and propel you towards your goals the fastest is to not look at what do you need to start doing, but to start looking at what you need to stop doing. Like, how do you get rid of those things that are holding you back or that block of stone? You don't need to add more stone to get David. You take stone away to get to the core of who he is and where he is in that that block. So I want you to imagine that you're a car. And if you're a car, then great habits are the accelerator. And yeah, we want to stack those on there because when you push on that gas, you're going to go faster. But bad habits are the emergency brake. And if we stack great habits on top of bad habits, it's like 
putting the pedal to the metal while having the emergency brake engaged. And that's not going to, that's not going to do anything. All that's going to do is it's going to burn out the brakes. It's going to burn you out because you're going to be putting so much energy into this thing. And you're sure you're going to go a little bit faster, but it's going to be, there's going to be so much resistance there the whole way that eventually it's going to fry you out. So before stacking new habits onto things, I think it's important that we look at what are we currently doing that is holding us back. And, and when I look at my life, at the, at the habits that I had that I really needed to, to reframe in my own life, I, I, I come to three, three common habits that I think held me back for a really long time. That, that there's, there's things that I still have to struggle against because they're so ingrained um, deeply inside of me. And hopefully, you know, this, these will resonate with you as well. So the first habit that we have to unlock or unwind or um, break is the scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset is pervasive. You know, as you move through the the levels of life, whether that's in, you know, your your job, your relationships, and your personal health, there's always this fear that maybe you could lose it all. You could go back or maybe there's just not enough for you to progress to that next level. And what's really interesting about the scarcity mindset is that because we become fixated on like the potential of loss, we start to become closed to the opportunities that actually do present themselves in our life. And so what ends up happening then is our reality begins to mirror our, our beliefs. And I think this is a really important thing to, to keep in mind is that any belief held strongly enough will eventually become true. And so you have to be really, really careful about what it is that you choose to believe. And in my world, I believe that there are only two types of beliefs. There are limiting beliefs and there are empowering beliefs. There are two sides to every coin, to every situation, to every relationship. And it's your job to not focus on the limiting side, but to turn that coin and look at the empowering side. Always look for the empowering solution. So that's number one is the scarcity mindset. Now, one of the things that I find to be the the cure to scarcity mindset. And this isn't like a one shot, one kill type thing. It's an ongoing process. It's to create a gratitude practice. Now, gratitude practices have been bastardized, I believe, in the last handful of years. And I've done this myself. I've I've created gratitude practices that became nothing more than to-do lists to be checked off. And in that process, I never felt the gratitude. I was just going through the motions, checking the box. And it's really important to realize that gratitude and the, the purpose of the gratitude practice isn't just to think about the things that you're grateful for, to acknowledge them, but to feel the gratitude. And I don't have a solution to help you work through how exactly to tap into that. It's different for everybody. For myself, um, it's been a journey because I'm not typically one to spend time reflecting on gratitude or to feel a lot of gratitude in the day-to-day -day life. I, I tend to accomplish things and then just move on to the next. And so I don't have a lot of time spent typically reflecting and um, absorbing that gratitude. So this is a this is a personal journey that you're going to have to go on to, to figure out for yourself, unfortunately. Okay. So habit number two is prioritizing the urgent over the important. And this is a hard one because there are so many tasks, so many things in our life that are vying for our attention on a day-to-day -day basis. And the things that tend to scream the loudest at us tend to be the most urgent. And in my experience, the urgent things often are not the most important. And we've talked about this so much 
uh, in previous episodes that the goal isn't to do, to do more, isn't to like produce more, it's to do less but better. And the only way that we can do that is by focusing on the important things and not falling into this trap of just taking care of what's urgent and putting out the fires day to day. And I know this is hard because urgent things, they crop up and they feel like suddenly because they're urgent that they have a timeline that is right now that therefore you must tackle them. But I would encourage you to consider this is that not everything that demands your attention deserves your attention. Okay. Not everything that demands your attention deserves your attention. So be very, very intentional about where you place that because one of my favorite quotes of all time comes from Peter Drucker, who said, there is no greater waste than to do with excellence that which shouldn't be done at all. Now, I'm not saying the urgent things shouldn't be done, but I'm saying that they should never come at the expense of the important, which I find is more often than not, the unfortunate truth of the reality is that we do end up sacrificing the important for the urgent. And in my experience, that is just a, a fast track to feeling perpetually um, busy but never actually effective. All right. Habit number three is collecting dots, not connecting dots. So this one's really subtle and a lot of people mistake it as a virtue. But when I say uh, people are spending too much time collecting dots, what I'm really saying is that they're, they're in relentless pursuit of knowledge. They're out there reading and consuming podcasts and watching videos and they're going to courses and seminars and networking events and they're they're consuming 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 they're they're acquiring more and more information but what they're not doing is spending the same amount of time or equal or more on applying that information and in my experience it's very very hard to get paid for collecting dots but it's surprisingly easy to get paid for connecting them and when i when i say connecting them we've talked in the past about how creativity is one of the most important, maybe perhaps the most important skill set in the modern workforce, that it's the ability to take pieces of information and connect them in new, novel, functional ways. That's what really propels you forward in your career and in life and in business. And so with that in mind, yes, we do need to be going out there collecting dots, but more important is what we do with that information and connecting them in meaningful ways. And for me, the way that... Um, I make sure that I'm not falling too far into the trap of um, acquiring and not applying is I set I set time every morning for what I call my three to free. And during that time, I have a, a time blocked off specifically for doing, which is to say consuming less and creating more. That's my creation time. So making videos, writing blog articles or whatever, like this is my time to take the dots that I've been collecting because I do believe collecting dots is important. But then you have to do something with it. It's not just about acquiring them. It's about applying them. And so if you guys are interested in learning more on these three habits, I did a, I did a, an article for the hyper-focused entrepreneur uh, a while ago. You can check it out at anthonyvecino.com backslash bad hyphen habits. And I break down these three habits in a little bit greater detail, share some stories and some maybe some tips and tricks that you can use to... Um, maybe break these because in my experience, this, these are like the, the biggest emergency breaks that are currently being pulled in most people's lives. Um, 
And if you can disengage this and then you can start layering on the more beneficial, productive habits of of your life, then you're going to go into like Mach 10 in no time. So hope you guys found this valuable. If you did, do me a favor, share it with somebody that you think uh, would get a little bit of value out of it. Somebody who is maybe out there uh, collecting too many dots or they're prioritizing urgent things over the important things or they're just constantly deploying a scarcity mindset and looking at... um, looking through the the fear of through the lens of fear and everything share this with them hopefully they get a little bit of value out of it and as always guys i appreciate you being here thank you thank you thank you so much and i'll see you back here tomorrow but until then stay hyper focused my friend hey real quick guys you already know i don't run any ads on this because i want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you but i do have an ask i'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs creatives and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment so The best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show.